always knew I wanted to start a business, but I never knew what it was going to look like. I told myself that I just needed a little life experience or maybe the right idea was just going to come to me. So I waited years and years and didn't really feel like I was taking any action or creating anything. And it was 20 years into my career that I finally decided, all right, it's time to start a business. But even when I decided that, I had to play with, what's it going to be? How is this going to look? And then it took me another year and a half to quit my job and actually go into that business full time. So I think it's really hard to understand. It's, it's easy looking back when you see uh, backwards how I got here, but as I was in the moment, I was really trying to understand how do I start this thing? Where do I go next? What is my next action? And it took me years to actually realize becoming a business owner. In hindsight, I probably could have accomplished it in a year if I really would have just focused down and been clear about what I wanted and taken action. So today we're going to talk about how to create momentum to that dream or that goal that you've been putting off. This is Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. Where we talk about how to get what you truly want in life and in business. So what was the trigger? What was the thing that made you step away from the decades of, of working somewhere else where you're just like, I gotta do this on my own? Yeah, so I think there were a lot of little things that added up, but the ultimate trigger for me to actually start an LLC, even when I was working full-time, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll do a side hustle, Okay, was going through some hard times with my health oh. and you know when you kind of hit a crisis for more or less not to be dramatic but you do reevaluate where mm -hmm. you are in life what you've accomplished and really how much time do you have left and where are you going to go i think you appreciate the gifts you've been given more so in that moment it's like oh shoot i can either take ownership and make a change or i can continue doing what i've always been doing but there's a lot of things at risk if i don't make a change yeah so that was the start Right. of the side hustle. Okay. But then I think the, how do I finally decide to quit my job and do this full time is this big up and down mental battle that at the end of the day, the, the what do they say, the straw that broke the camel's back, mm -hmm. was really just having, being fed up with putting in 60 hours, not getting time with my family, not having my time aligned with my values. Right. And so the trigger was I need freedom to spend my time with my kids in a way that I can influence. Sure. Especially, Fair. I think, as my kids were getting older and I felt like I was missing things. So did you feel like that was, uh, you don't have a choice? Because you could have just gone on a different job, right? Absolutely. I could. But I think what I knew about myself in that is that this is me as an employee. Okay. Because clearly I have proven that I'm a workaholic, mm -hmm. not that the job necessarily matters, but more it's who I am in a job working for someone else. Okay. So it's kind of a, a realization yeah. that this has to happen. Absolutely. This is a must. Right. So I feel like that alone right there, that's a great point to be when you want momentum. Right. Is that it's, it's a have to, it's not a should, yeah. or a hopefully maybe someday. Right. Well, I think a lot of us struggle words. with this distant dream syndrome. And I think that that was my hang up in all of this. That was my hurdle. I had these distant dreams. I'm going to own a business someday. But I didn't really take action because I didn't know what that was going to look like for me. All right. And so rather than just trying something and seeing if it worked or failed or whatever, I was just like, oh, I'll wait until I have it all figured out. Ah. And what I have learned 
in the past year now of having a business is that nobody has this figured out. No. <laughs> you no. have to take a risk before you have any kind of confidence and no one has all the confidence in the world. We're all just kind of navigating it as we go. Right. But to hear someone say that and to actually feel it and understand it are two very different things. Yeah, the irony is we're telling people what to do, but in the end, <laughs> we don't have it all figured out. Do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, it's interesting. I met a woman, this, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, something like that, uh, just in my travels, whatever, and we're chatting, and she's like, oh, you have your own business? I'm going to start a business. And I was like, great, when? And she's like, uh, I don't know, five years. And I was thinking, five years? What in the, what's going to happen in five mm -hmm. years? So I asked her, like, why five years? Yeah. And she laid down exactly what you said. All of my problems will be gone by then, so that that is the point that I can start my business. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Right. You're going to kick that can down the road until you die. So maybe look at five weeks or five months at most, mm -hmm. something like that, and get it started. Yeah. It's kind of like the perfect time to have a kid or get married. Or buy a house. Or buy a house. Go <laughs> right. on vacation. Any There's no things. perfect time. You just got to make it happen. Right. And I have found in working with clients that we really overestimate what we can do in a day, but we really underestimate what we can do in six months or a year or five years. Mm -hmm. So really just taking action toward a goal, whatever that action looks like, will serve you better than being like, oh, I'll do it when I know exactly what the roadmap looks like. Newsflash, nobody knows what that roadmap looks like. No, we have what we believe it's going to be, but yeah. then things change. Right, it's this idea that like, uh, oh, everything's going to go, I'm trying to think of it for me, but for all, for all of you, everything's going to go up and to the left, right? But that's not reality. You start up and then you take a U-turn and then you head this way and oh, you take three steps back and then five forward and then you take a left that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. and it's never linear. No. No, you can see, I can tell you from my, when I first started my coaching business, yeah, it was draw in customers. Mm -hmm. And the whole goal was that I was going to draw what yeah. I was talking about, right? So mm -hmm. I was going to have whiteboard, make videos and all this kind of stuff, giving business advice, had the name. I thought it was kind of cool. I still think it's kind of cool. Anyways, I make my first video and I realize my back is to the audience and it's very difficult to think about business stuff or anything where you're really having to use your brain and draw because yeah. you're having to think about drawing right <laughs> i remember my hand being with the marker on the whiteboard and before when i was just drawing it was easy mm -hmm. but then as i'm trying to talk and think at the same time you're like your brain is just starts to smolder it doesn't work out the way you no. thought it would work out no yeah. so i had this big plan after i sold my first business to mm -hmm. do this thing that didn't work out so then you have to shift gears mm -hmm. and then you think around with that that doesn't work out so you have to shift gears yeah and it's a constant change based on where the market is and what you're willing to do. Right. Then I thought about, hey man, I'll just travel the country or the world speaking, that'll be great. And then I had a kid, mm -hmm. gotta dial that back. Yeah, right. So, it's interesting how you have a map, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to absolutely positively stay with that map. Because mm -hmm. if something changes, you have to be able to change with it. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like a, like a road trip. You say, okay, we're gonna go out west. And you can lay out the map or running a business is a lot more like, hey, we're going to go out west and we're going to make it to Des Moines, mm -hmm. you know, from Wisconsin. We're going to make it to Iowa. And then from there, recalculating, recalculating, we'll figure it out from mm -hmm. there. From there, maybe we'll go up to see Mount Rushmore, right? Maybe that's completely out of the way. <laughs> and then from there, we're going to go, you know, 
jet over to Colorado and then we're going to go down to Arizona and whatever it is, but figuring it out each step of the way is more like what it is to run a business than saying, I'm going to go from Wisconsin to California and here's the exact route I'm going to take because newsflash, something's going to happen. You're going to get a flat tire. You're going to run out of gas. You're going to have to stop for the night. Things just happen. So I think ultimately it's about just call the next shot, mm -hmm. right? It's good to have a what is your Disneyland in mind, but just call the next shot and have some clarity so then we can create some momentum and, and goals to help you get there, right? Because goals are dreams, but with a deadline and some action steps. Right. So interesting, because you're talking about that road trip, and what is the big goal for the road trip? It's to have fun and it's adventure, right? It's to have right? fun, yeah. So does it matter if you take Highway 94 versus Highway 40 or something right. like that? So if 94 is under construction, that was your original plan, mm -hmm. well, we got to take a different highway. But in the end, you're still having an adventure. You're yeah. still having fun. Right. So as my business, I had to think, what is my ultimate goal? Yeah. My goal is not necessarily to make videos. Mm -hmm. My goal wasn't even necessarily to share business advice. My goal was to have fun and make money. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, there are other ways to do that? Probably okay. are. Let's find another way. Right. Right. So you just shift and think, what is the higher goal that you're after? Mm -hmm. And then you can figure out the ways to get there. Yeah, I think the best goals end up giving us the, here's where I want to go. And I may not know the how I'm going to get no, there. No, the how you'll figure out. Right, because ultimately to, to create some momentum, we just need to take action in, in one direction and then evaluate, right? So one of the ways to create momentum to a goal that you set, let's say, for example, we're going to use start a business mm -hmm. as your goal. And you want to be able to take on your first client in, let's say, six months. I don't know. You might challenge me and say six weeks, but sure, let's yeah, call it six hours. Let's call it six months. All right. So if the goal is that I want to start a business in six months, First, I have to set that as mm -hmm. a goal, and then I have to keep that visible. So writing it out in a way that I see it every day. You know, put it on a post-it note, put it on your fridge, put it on your mirror, put it on the car dashboard, whatever. Because the more you see this thing, the more you internalize, cool, that's where I'm headed. Yeah, I know where I'm going. And then you start to filter your decisions and how you spend your time through the lens of that goal. Mm -hmm. I like that. Because then you're constantly reminded of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because not everything is going to be rainbows and moonbeams. No. Not everything is going to be enjoyable. Yeah. But some stuff, I guess, like we talked about before, just has to get done. Right. And you have your eye on the prize of what you want. There's some corporate clients that I work with where they set quarterly goals. They don't always get to decide what their quarterly goals are. If you're a leader, middle mm -hmm. manager, and your goals are passed down from corporate, you may not get to decide what that goal is. But... If you don't keep that front and center, it's really easy to get yourself lost in the weeds and the day-to-day. Totally. -day. So regardless of if you're going to start a business or you're leading a team in a corporation, it's this idea that like, now where, what am I running at? What is this? So if you're not keeping it in all those other places, at least make sure like before you start your week, you're looking at your quarterly goals. Before you start your day, oh yeah, that's right. If my goal is to grow the team from five to 10 in the next quarter, I better look at that so I know that this week I need to block out some time to do some interviews or write a job posting or whatever the thing is to filter what I'm going to do. Oh, I like that. So you're figuring out what to do but constantly asking why or Justin. is it relevant? Yeah. Is doing that task relevant to my goal? Or yeah. will this help get me closer to my goal? Because I don't know about you, but have you ever gotten to the end of the week I have where I'm like, did I do anything this week that actually moved me forward? Like oh, I man, spent, there it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> there it is. I think we've all had them. I, I had one just a few weeks ago where I was like, I love networking. 
God, I think I've talked about this, but I love networking and I end up doing five, ten events in a week. And then I'm like, I didn't actually sit at my desk this week oh. to do work because mm -hmm. I was so busy networking, which is great to grow my business, but is that really helping me get to my quarterly goals? And eh, that might be questionable. Right. Yeah, interesting. I guess I have been, I have, I don't want to say wasted time, but I've spent a lot of energy maintaining what I had rather than advancing mm. since there were so many fires to put out. Yeah. Which means you have to double back a little bit and create systems so that people are at least aware of what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So there have been times where you're like a rat in a cage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We're pushing really hard. And an argument could be made that you were doing a lot of stuff, but you didn't necessarily advance towards your goal. Mm. But then you could also say, well, you didn't go backwards yeah. much. <laughs> But I think you bring up a good point in that systems can really help you create Huge. momentum and mm -hmm. automate. I love this idea of automating your action and automating your success because I think that making momentum is all about just taking incremental itty-bitty steps, right? It's the whole tortoise and hare story of I'm going to make it there if I just take a little action every day. Mm -hmm. And so even if that little action for you means that this person becomes a little bit more self-sufficient, so then you can advance that goal in the future, that's a win. Right, huge win. Yeah. Huge win, yeah. Systems are the name of the game, I yeah, guess, I especially, agree. I had a sign up in my office, what did it say? I'm trying to think exactly how it was worded. It was something like, all you have to care about is what you have to do right now, something like that, I think it was simpler than that, but the idea was that if you look at all the stuff that you have to do to achieve whatever it is you're after. Mm -hmm. Let's say starting a business, right? Yeah. It's pretty vague. But there's so many things you have to do. Right. I think of starting a restaurant specifically, right? What do you have to do? We got a building, we got employees, we got food, we got equipment, the hood. Permits. The inspecting, the yeah. permits, the insurance. Right. The marketing, blah, 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 blah. If you think, okay, today I'm going to start a restaurant business. You don't even know where to start. Right. But if you're like, today... I'm going to get a license for this building to be a restaurant or make Absolutely. sure that the zoning is correct or something like that. That one little thing, do that today. And you, you do that every single day. You get that one little thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually over the course of time, it'll be easy. I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck. Is they're like, I'm going to start a business. And they say, share your goals. So I just told 15 people that I'm going to start a business. But then you don't know what's next. I All see right. this is a, a huge problem for some people. They're like, Okay, but so now what? Now what are you going to do? Ah. So yeah, that just what would this look like if it were easy? What is the next best step that you can take today? Next and it best might step. be, yeah. I'm going to apply for the permit. Mm -hmm. It might be, I'm going to go out and look at buildings. Or I'm going to look online at commercial real estate. Or I'm going to ask my friends if they know of a good chef. All or right. ask, how do I even recruit a chef? Yeah, That's right. a step, <laughs> right? So I think just the, the next best step is a good way to look at it. I don't have to conquer the world today. I just need to do at least one thing that's going to get me closer. Mm -hmm. Fair. I love it. What else do we got on here? Bias for action. Tell me about that one. Yeah. So I think that, again, if you share your dream over and over and over again, that's great, but it's just lip service. So right. the way that you show others and you prove to yourself that you're really into that thing is by taking an action. Oh, so okay. that would be like... You know, rather than just thinking about doing this thing, I'm going to do whatever little small thing it is and then acknowledge the fact that I did that because then I can stack up three, four, or five actions and then look backwards and say, I thought I was growing a business, but I'm not making any progress. And you can say, wait a second, 
I acknowledge that I took that action and that action and that action. And then you start building some confidence and, oh, yeah, I am doing this thing. I am making progress. All right. And when you acknowledge those steps, it's easier to build on them and create longer-term momentum. Yeah, I like that. You know, I'm in the process of doing some light remodeling in an office. Okay. I've got a tenant coming in, and I have this week to get it all done. It's still trinkety stuff. Mm-hmm. But fires happened on Monday. Sure. Uh, but I forced myself to go to that office and do something, even yeah. a minimal something. Because you got to get that momentum going. Otherwise, you'll just keep kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the cl- the tenant will say, like, hey, where are my keys? Yeah. And I'll just say, hey, funny story. The office is done. Right. Because I had these other things going on. Yeah. So yeah, I had to force myself to go up there. It was very interesting, outsider looking in or trying to be outsider looking in, and how much I was able to accomplish in a limited amount of time, knowing that it has to be done by Friday uh-huh. and knowing that I'm the guy. Yeah. Like no one else has been assigned the work. No one else is available to help. So like I'm the guy. Yeah. When you know the buck stops with you, when you have Mm -hmm. to take ownership, I think that is empowering for better or worse. Not knowing that you have help, but also knowing that it all comes back on you. Another mistake that I think people make when they're trying to create momentum toward it is they think about where they want to go as an achievement. I'm going to start a business in six months, right? Which is pretty vague. But rather than that, what if you created a habit? of I'm, you know, I'm taking one action every day to become a business owner. And again, that's vague, but I'm going to show up, but I'm going to show up at the office every day and do one thing Mm -hmm. that will move me toward being able to have a tenant, right? Right. So rather than saying, oh, now I need to cram this out and I procrastinated and I need to spend a whole Saturday and Sunday fixing up the building so it's ready for a tenant. Well, what if you created a habit of saying, I'm going to go Monday and do this little thing, Tuesday this little thing, and then you're just used to doing that and you're knocking off a little bit at a time and it also feels more digestible. Like it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Yeah, when you take the chunks, little chunks at a time, or even somewhat big chunks, but it's not the whole thing. Right. And you understand at this moment right now, what is my next best step, like you said? Mm -hmm. What is the next best step? And you're like, this thing. Right. Then do that thing because that's holding up everything else. And once you do that, then you know the next thing. And it's very, I found it at least, very easy to move on and to keep like, oh, I got that done. Cool. Right. And every time I walk into that office, I can think, oh, look at all how far we've come. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I like to as well take pictures as I go. Oh, cool. Because then you can look back and be like, whoa, a month ago, that's what this place looked like. It was unrecognizable. Yeah. And you so think helpful. of how far you've come in that, in that time. That's helpful. Plus, yeah. it helps you know where stuff is. <laughs> well, it helps you build some confidence, though, in the fact that, hey, I do have momentum. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a, a proof of work, right? Yeah. See, look at everything I did. I am making progress, and then it pushes you to go do it again. Another thing that I really like about this tied to habits is more of like the streak tracker. Okay. So it's the idea of if I want to pick up running, mm-hmm. and I, let's say I want to run three days a week, I'm going to do it at 6 a.m. in the morning, whatever it is, I could create a sheet of paper, and I'm just going to check every day that I actually went out for a run. All right. And so I can see then how many days did I actually honor that for myself? And then on the days where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I'm making any progress, I can go back and see like, here's proof of my work. Oh, here's ran what so I many did. Times. Right. Okay. And sometimes even that idea of like, well, I don't want to break my streak is right. enough to push you into action to do even just one little thing. Mm-hmm. I have a, a family friend who's run for something like 1,500 days in a row, which that's is a lot. what that's like. 
five years, years yeah. or something, mm -hmm. less than that. But yeah. it's one of those things where it doesn't, she might go out and run for 10 minutes, but she ran today. All right. She did it. She did a thing. And so now what drives her, she doesn't want to break the streak. Oh, interesting. And so she's always making momentum toward that goal. And she's become something along the way now. She didn't identify as a runner before. Now she really does because she proved to herself that she could do this thing every day. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. I suppose it's just like measuring anything else, whether it's height or weight, if you're interested in losing weight or something like that. Yeah. If you weigh yourself every day and write it down, then you can see like, oh, I only lost half an ounce today. But <laughs> yeah. over the course of weeks or months, right. you can see that there's actually progress yeah you're trending and then the you don't want to lose that yeah or maybe you do of weight i don't know <laughs> but you don't want to lose that progress right that momentum mm -hmm. so you can keep it going yeah so it's good to see how would it have been if you shared this mm -hmm. let's say you shared i have a tenant come in with a buddy mm -hmm. and your buddy said okay i'm going to check in with you every couple of days and see how you're doing Oh. How would that have changed how yeah. you approached getting this office ready? I probably would have moved faster. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you as an example, uh, when I was writing my book. Oh, yeah. I told my, I was telling everybody that I was writing a book just because it comes up in conversation. Whatever, yeah. As people read, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I told my mother-in-law and I would see my mother-in-law once every three months, something like that. Mm -hmm. And she'd always say, hey, James, how's the book coming along? And there were two times that I had to be like, mm, I haven't done anything in it. And I had to sit back and think, in three months, you didn't do anything? You're not writing a book. You're thinking about writing a book. Yeah. So then I knew there were times like, okay, Christmas time, we're going to see mother-in-law. You got to be able to say something. What did right. you accomplish? <laughs> you better knock some chapters out. You better get it to the editor. Mm -hmm. You better get it to the other editor. You better get that cover designed. Yeah. Because I wanted to be able to answer that question without saying... Nothing. <laughs> right. Well, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of value in that peer pressure, Huge. essentially. But there's also that intrinsic of like, oh, I didn't make progress. It's not even so much them, but it's also the, well, how does that make me feel about myself? Right. I'm not following through. I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of help in finding an accountability buddy. Huge. Whether it's just a friend or mm -hmm. you pick up a coach to help you get where you want to go. There are even groups where you can just be like, I'm going to do this by this by this. Cool. We're going to check in once a week and just email each other how far we've come. Yeah. And that can be really helpful because you don't want to disappoint somebody. It's like meeting a friend at the gym, mm -hmm. right? If I want to sleep in today, that friend's going to razz me that I didn't show up. Yeah. When I coached uh, new, I don't want to say entrepreneurs because they were, they were still more green than that. They were thinking about becoming okay. entrepreneurs, thinking about starting a business, mm -hmm. all different kinds of businesses, Sure. retail, food, whatever. Uh, I would have them exchange phone numbers in groups of three or four. Yeah. And then I would have them call. It was Wednesday night class, so I'd have them call each other, or call or text, I guess I gave them the choice, Tuesday afternoon to say, and I wanted them to ask, did you do your stuff? Mm -hmm. And the idea was that's either a yes or no question. And if you say yes, that's great. But if they say no, I had everybody write down the number of excuses that they considered acceptable for the other person to tell them. And the, it was zero. No one was yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's seven excuses right, right. now. It's zero. And yeah. then I said, tell me how much you'll care if they say no. And most of them were like, not really. Mm -hmm. And I said, what if you're a group of four and you call three other people and they all said they did not do your stuff and you hadn't done your stuff yet? How would you feel that you have to do your stuff? No, 
No, right. nobody else is doing it. Why should I? Uh -huh. Which means that if you don't do your stuff, you're actually not even not doing your stuff for you. You're not doing your stuff for everyone else. You're bringing everyone else down. Then let's say three people said yes, but you didn't do your stuff yet. Mm -hmm. Are you going to lie or are you going to cram to get that stuff done? Right. You're totally going to cram. Yeah. So lift, lift, lift kind of thing. So yeah. it's one of those that was very helpful for, for people. But then you could also see people fell off the bus is what happened because mm -hmm. you would have people call. They did their job, right? Did you do your stuff? And some people wouldn't respond. Well, you know why they didn't respond, Because right? they didn't do they it. They didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, right. So then those people, it was eight-week class. By week four or five, they're out. Yeah. They just, you know, kick them out. They just leave on their own. Right. Because they know that they're not accomplishing what they said they were going to accomplish. And in the end, I don't care. Right. Right? I was volunteering, so. Well, it's that cognitive dissonance. Again, if I didn't hold up my integrity, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that we miss, a mistake that we tend to make, is that we think if we fall off for a day, and we don't make progress, oh shit, well now I just might as well throw the baby out with You the broke the whole right? thing, like, right? Oh, it's broken, I'm gonna start over January 1st, right? Because for some reason we all decide January 1st is when yeah, we're gonna start. Yeah, it's arbitrary crazy day. <laughs> but I think it's okay to have some grace and just say, hey, you know what? Life happened yesterday, it mm -hmm. is what it is. I'm not gonna make excuses. One of the things that I love that a, a friend of mine says is uh, every excuse is a choice. Oh, very and true. so it's that idea of like, okay, you didn't do the thing, and you can make an excuse, but you chose not to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Inaction is action, like you say, which totally. is, a, yeah, it's really helpful when you look at it in that way. But I think what's, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Where's it going there? <laughs> what was know. it talking about? <laughs> I guess I was treating it, or I think of it like a garbage person deals with trash. So if a garbage person yeah. is five days a week, you're picking up trash, right? Yeah. But if they miss a day because of Thanksgiving or Labor Day or something like that, mm -hmm. do they not have to pick up that trash? All right, they just come a day late. They just have to work twice as hard on the days before and after. Yeah, that's a great point. So the same amount of work regardless of the time that you take. Right. So, which can be frustrating if, if you're a trash driver. But have you ever noticed that, let's say you, you have a goal of doing the dishes every day because you're mm -hmm. going to keep the house clean even if you hate doing the dishes. What happens if you don't do them today is now when you go do them tomorrow, you have a sink full. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do them for two days and you come back and you have three days worth of dishes and now you're like oh crap this feels so heavy and hard whereas if you just would have done them the first day right. and done them later. every day it is much lighter mm -hmm. and you still got to do the thing you still got to pick up and catch it up right yeah whether you procrastinate or not yeah but it's just maintaining right right and then giving yourself a little grace i think to say we're all not perfect we all don't take the action we want to but don't let the fact that things pile up on you be the reason you don't start. Right. So I think a good action step here, if I may, please, is have the viewers find a friend or maybe even someone that they uh, won't give them the easy out. Yeah. Tell them what they want their goal or what their goal is mm -hmm. and when they're going to accomplish it. And then ask that friend or person what their goal is and you become your own accountability partners. Yeah, I love that. Costs nothing but a little bit of time and you have someone that will not let you say no. I well, didn't do my stuff, right? Now you know your homework. <laughs> whoop <-de> whoop <laughs> So today we've talked about how to create momentum to whatever your goal is and take some daily action and be held accountable. Thank you for watching Diary of a Worthy Pursuit. Make sure you comment, share, and give it the big old thumbs up here.